We're surprised the podcast has already begun. See, that's how it's done. See, there we go. You just retroactively declare it. Uh, having been started already now. Yeah. Hey everyone, welcome to Frame Rate, the show where we rate frames. I'm Michael Frame. I'm, I haven't done that I'm bit for a bit. Abe Framerson. Abe That's better. B, you B up Framerson? P? I forget the middle B. initial already. Me a- too, but wow. I don't forget what? to introduce our illustrious guest. Please shout yourself out now. Wow, hello. I'm Alabrell from fame of the internet uh i was on uh, tales from the pit recently and now i'm doing movies because i have range that's the natural <laughs> progression depression to watching a movie right i yeah that's how it started that for, for me, me. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or in some movie cases the other way requiem from mm-hmm. a dream goes movie to depression but anyway today we are indeed talking about what, 97? 95? I forget. 97 Dark City? 98. 98. Yeah. Year before the Matrix. Dark City. And oh my goodness, if you're a small beans all frequency ingester and you're aware of our other podcast, our gaming podcast, One Upsmanship, this is like a spiritual cousin, this episode, to the Psychonauts episode because this is the movie I most wanted to. I mean, if you listen very closely, beaniacs out there probably know that I've been wanting to do Dark City since day one. I've made oblique references to it as like a running joke. Now I'll need a different movie to reference because we're finally doing it. Oh my God, we're finally doing Dark City. So it's one of my favorites, but uh, Abe, you were just telling me right before we started, not the biggest hit ever, right? Made essentially the same money back that it cost. Yeah. Yeah, barely. Uh, which is considered, you know, obviously a flop. Um, well, my yeah, hope I mean, it's money is, back. since it's right on the line, this podcast will cause this movie to become profitable. We'll push it over. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. exa- it's exactly at the number, and then this is going to cause someone to pay a dollar. Alex Proyas is going to get that money. That's right. Alex Proyas, the director, I don't believe, writer? Or writer as well. No, as uh, three pe- three people wrote it, right? Well, let me Wasn't scroll down yes. to the trivia bit because uh, I think this is important to note. Because uh, I got to be honest, after seeing Dark City, I had like a uh, Alex Garland ex- experience. I would call it where I expected such great things from Alex Proyas, and that if you check out his future work, that doesn't really pan out. His movies are fine, but Dark City. No for yeah, my money is by <laughs> far his best movie and yes uh, I j- yeah so I just want to point out very little of the plot of his draft was retained supposedly uh, besides the fact that the lead is wanted for a murder and has no memory Lem Dobbs just so credit where credit's due Lem Dobbs wrote the final draft and reformed the plot as it appears in the film with the exception of the spe- special effects sequences and then uh, last but not least David S. Goyer was hired to write the shooting script. So this movie is an interesting case of a bunch of various Hollywood people getting their mitts on it. And I think actually improving it, like probably, you know, people adding on, what about this sci-fi element? What about this sci-fi element? And uh, it didn't ruin it. And I actually think Alex Proyas kind of has to share the credit with the whole team. So that's the team. We've name-checked them, and we can forget about that now. And some production meddling. (laughs) Yeah, well, oh, that brings up an important point. Did you guys watch the director's cut or the studio cut? I watched the director's cut. 
I believe I watched the director's cut because it didn't have the narration that was yeah, clearly a studio did. note where it's like, make it make sense yeah. very up early. And it's like, oh, no, you shouldn't do that, though, because that takes all of the air out of the sails of the of the the mystery of it. it it's it's stupid. <laughs> but, yeah. So, uh, Albro, yeah. could you speak to what you mean by studio meddling and also uh have you seen this before and what's your relationship to this film? Uh, yeah. Do you want me to do the traditional plot synopsis first? I studied. Um, See? Oh, I'd yeah. rather just know okay. if sure. you've seen this a bunch of times, never seen it at all. I've seen it. Uh, this was probably my third or fourth viewing since release over 20 years okay. ago. Um, I saw it very shortly after release, and then I'm sure I saw it in the early 2000s, and I didn't... Re I remembered all of the broad strokes, but I didn't remember any of the specifics on, on this viewing. Gotcha. Okay, the only reason I hesitated is this is one of the very few times I feel compelled to say, if you haven't seen this movie, it is a twist reveal based movie that I found truly mind blowing in a satisfying way. If you don't want it to be spoiled, we almost never care about this, but I would be like, actually pause this and watch the movie and then come back to this episode because I think it's worth it. It is a reveal -y prestige type movie. Now, Alabral, can you please walk us through the basics sure. of what dark city is about? Absolutely. Um, uh, honestly, the plot is really bare bones for Dark City. We've got our uh, protagonist, uh, John Murdoch, which is not his real name, which we find out shortly. Uh, he's suffering from complete amnesia, wakes up in a bathroom, and uh, he is very obviously uh, in noir tradition being framed for a murder. He... Uh, goes, try to figure out his life, runs into his wife, runs into a doctor that starts expositioning to him, played by Keith or Sutherland, Keith or Sutherland in just the creepiest way possible. His character is amazing in this film. Uh, and uh, they... Uh, <laughs> He reveals that there are these, like, vampire-like weirdo creatures that are trying to catch him. Uh, turns out they control reality itself. He has gained the reality-controlling magic through help from the Doctor, and they eventually go on to defeat them and find happiness in the end. <clears throat> um, obviously, the movie is in those last two sentences, but very bare bones it, it's about you know an mm. exploration of an unknowable and untrustable world mm. Mm. uh swaim i have a question for you please what do you what do you think the twist is like what's the twist yeah to you? i'm with abe well, on this i don't know that it's twisty like they they what? make it very clear at the beginning yeah, what's of the, the film twist? No, what's going to on. To me it's no, that's so then you did watch the studio cut because the No. No, director's cut doesn't have any narration up front and it doesn't show time freezing until about an hour in. Whereas the studio cut shows time freezing as the first sequence and has but a narration. But they show him as like but Kiefer or like, Sutherland um, kinetic. How the yes. strangers work. The first fight on the scaffolding shows him already fucking with reality, though. Yeah. Oh, I'm aware that he can fuck with reality, but the fact that the city... I would consider the fact that the city itself is a space station okay. in deep space a huge twist. But on the order of... I consider okay. this, like, my personal yeah, like take the on the movie. Yeah, like The Village or something like that. I, 
it's de- it's literally the matrix i and it beats it by a year mm. or two i feel like it's a proto i think one year it's yeah. a proto matrix oh. and for my money of existence matrix and dark city i'm going dark city i think it's the I, best deployment of mm. the twist where you find out oh this isn't even earth this isn't even reality this is a whole fabricated life uh that is the twist to which i'm referring Okay, okay, so that it's yeah. When they break I through guess, the wall and it's fucking space, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. But I like already had my. I guess I was starting to assume that that this shit was magic already. You know what I mean? It wasn't like uh, in the Matrix where it's like uh, Mr. Anderson is only called on the phone. It's not like he is magic. He everything is. Everything is our world. And yet with this no magic. And, and then all of a sudden magic suddenly happens to him. And yet and Dark like, City he doesn't. literally features a phone call where someone goes, this world is yeah. not even what you think it is, Morpheus. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it also has, uh, like, I would no. consider Mr. Hand totally equivalent to Agent Smith. I, like the relentless black suited guy who's going to follow you down and tell you to sleep. In in and, the notes I yeah. took while watching this, I wrote down, yes. this is the Matrix, I think, five different times. And last night when I explained this film to somebody else, I said it's basically if you gave the broad strokes of the Matrix, explained the plot without any specific elements to Tim Burton and told him to make a movie, yeah. he would have landed on Dark City. Especially the score. The score is very Beetlejuice. Yeah. To me. I wouldn't say, I mean, and very of, close. I wouldn't say Tim Burton. I mean, there are elements of Tim Burton in like the darkness. I hear there's the res- things, I see there's the There's a Venn diagram. I wrote there's down a, Tim Burton as well. Yeah, but I think it's more like um, that phase of Edward Hopper that did Nighthawks. Do you know or what I'm even, talking about? Or even actual of like um, Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, like German expressionism, sure. noir yes. shit yes. is what they're going for. <clears throat> it's like a mix sure. between those two. Metropolis. Deco, like Deco Law and um, Fritz you know, Lang. Like Fritz Lang, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I see the Tim Burton in terms of like they are – they're also kind of magical goblins and they're pale, which makes you think of vampires. Uh, the um, And there are bug worm spider things inside. Jellyfish. There's bug worm spiders, but like uh, it's also the motion, the movement of the visual effects when things are being assembled and, and tuned or reassembled. Uh, that has like a it I, I definitely know that Christopher Nolan was like, hey, that should be the like the speed and mechanism of what Inception is, which he then did. Uh, and I think it's the same kind of thing that Tim Burton did that as well. Yeah, he he quoted this movie as being a direct inspiration yeah, for Inception exactly. specifically. That yes. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh, and I think like our good friend David Bell would, I th- assume, be a fan of the this movie from the uh, practical effects standpoint because the yeah, there's a lot of really good ones the miniatures are spectacular like i that's one of the movie props that i would want more than anything to own is the actual dark city because you can tell it's a miniature you know that yeah, disc yeah, yeah. where you can see the whole city with the spiral clouds above it and the little human mm-hmm. face underneath it i want that mm-hmm. thing yeah it looks dope the movie looks not as dope as the matrix though <laughs> But pretty you, damn dope. You think the Matrix, the original Matrix, looks better overall yeah, or shot more interestingly? I do. I, 
do. Is that just because bullet time takes it to the next level? Like the invention? Uh, of I mean, it's that's pool. that's a feature, uh, but it's in the whole thing. The whole thing. Watch the Matrix again. The thing. The thing rips, dude. Like I watched it, it very every, recently. Yeah, every frame is a painting. You know, it's very good. Uh, I don't know the. See, one maybe thing this we one disagree. Has going but I, over it is I it thought, was a year earlier. I thought they ramped that up. The more budget they got, I actually think two and three are more glossy and like on point visually. I thought yeah, one I was a little rough around refined. the edges. You can see that. It's I like the rough around the edges, though. I kind of. Mm. It's I I think we talked about this with the thing like I think that it's not the most carpenter, mm. but the fact that he's kind of stumbling into it adds this kind of swagger to the frame, like to the directorial work that it's like oh yeah that's that's the okay. best one. Well, they're both good, and for my money, I just think Dark City, literally the the city, like I I find it incredibly evocative environment. I really dig it. And it, and yeah, I it just is. like the reason I compared it to Psychonauts is like I have childhood bias here. This is one of these episodes where I have to mention that it probably matters that like I watched this a ton when I was twelve to seventeen, and I just thought it was so fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> I and I remember the Matrix too, and I remember the initial impact of seeing the Matrix one in theaters when it was new was a big deal. And that twist was like, when he wakes up in the pod, I, I would say is the crystallizing moment, was a big deal and it really slaps and it hit me in a big way. But I still think the one-two punch of Dark City got me even more, which was just, they reveal that it's space. And then the second part, which is truly, it's not a twist, but it's a second amazing sci-fi concept that the Matrix, by the way, also has, which is downloadable memories. It's just a juice in Dark City instead of a program. Mm -hmm. But the, uh, the sheer, that's one of my favorite triumph moments in movies is like the sheer uh, Luke Jedi-ness of it all when John Murdoch in instantly with one injection and a, and you realize oh this is gonna make him super powered oh he's yeah. neo now this is a done deal and he just wrecks shop i fucking love and how i felt the, how i felt like the feeling of my team has just won the world series like we win this is amazing i love this turn of fortune right the, here <laughs> the flashback uh the flashback sequence where sutherland is teaching him through his memories is so amazing too it's one of the mm -hmm. best montages ever because he he has this weird vocal effect where he's doing this slimy stutter and he's like yes and this i'm going to teach you how to defeat them with their own magic and it's just so great he's he, it's all in the yeah. breath right it's like <laughs> it's you gotta it's here like he has it's a limited lung capacity you are in the city you're in a maze they beat us over the head with that one didn't they? When, with a second watch on the second watch through okay so on a first watch through if you're 12 which i was you can miss it right and think it's a twist if but on 12. the second watch through watch through you're like Wow, you're literally going to visually show rats in a maze when your twist that you're hoping we don't predict is that the humans are rats in a maze. Right. You maybe shouldn't telegraph quite so much and what's going to happen. Further than that, um, the literal first scene, he notices and then knocks over a fish in a bowl who he saves. 
Uh, then three <laughs> scenes later is the rats That's in right. the maze and glass and, and invisible barriers is, are one of the notable themes mm. of the entire mm -hmm. film. Like it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're but not subtle with steep. this particular. They're aspect. not super subtle, nor with the spirals freaking everywhere. Right. They're just like spiral is the theme. Although I do like, I will say one symbol I like is the spiral of evoking the idea of the spiral of the fingerprint just because that unites the idea of fingerprint is like the Venn diagram between spiral and identity. Mm -hmm. Right. And those are the two themes of the mm -hmm. film. What is an identity spiral, a fingerprint? I just think that's cool. Um, I don't know why they had to go all out and put spirals fucking everywhere. Like I, uh, in the yeah, director's okay. cut, they even added a spiral of milk in Inspector Bumstead's coffee mm -hmm. with CG. And Alex Proyas is like, I really wanted that in the original. We couldn't do it until the director's cut. And I'm like, who cares? You shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Like, leave that out anyway. But. Yeah, as an adult, like watching it this time, the only shine that fades for me is that it's extremely expository and uh, it beats you over the head more than I, I wish it did. But yeah. uh, I just wanted to point out for people who maybe didn't heed our warnings and are listening along, the uh, the missing element I keep alluding to is they swap around people's memories to what we're getting down is to the aliens motivation. Right. Mm -hmm. And I yes. think it's, I think dark cities beats the matrix in the sense that dark cities is before you continue. Let me just make it clear for the listeners. Mm -hmm. uh, like <clears throat> philosophically catching you up as simple as like what this film, I think it's fair to say investigates. Is it the idea of splicing together pieces of nurture versus nature mm -hmm. and then trying to deterministically, uh, evaluate what nature is, what the nature of humanity is. He uh, Sutherland, the doctor says at one point, will a man given the history of being a killer continue in that vein or are we more than the sum of our memories? I will you stop being a murderer? That's so the resonant line of the screenplay for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what it's trying to determine. And that's what the aliens are trying to determine in this is like, what is human will? What is nature of human, human, human and, nature? And they and, say about four times throughout the, the runtime that the, the strangers are looking for the human soul. Again, they, they don't, Yeah, they also call it the soul. They don't leave anything for, for guessing except for ultimately what the film is about. Proyas mm. made, he, he made a film that was not deterministic at all, but the film itself and exactly what happens in the text is 100% determined and, and certain. That, that's arguable. I have more on that. I do sure. want to hear, I, I do want to hear, hear uh, Mike's complete oh, thought. I just want to, yeah, I'll just wrap up that cul-de-sac of thought and we can move on by saying, I think that argument that they're switching identities around in order to try and find the quintessence of what is humanity is somewhat dumb, but it's less dumb than they're using us as batteries. I think uh, it's less dumb than the matrix. Mm, is. Agreed. <laughs> That's interesting. And I, I, yeah, I don't know. Go ahead, Abe. Well, uh, I just, I want to, okay. So why is the bad? Why are batteries bad? What makes that stupid? Because any or biological system is going to require more energy input than it can ever put out through like elect. Like that is a fair, yeah. The electrical good, field off the scale. It's also more it, dumb because uh, an a advanced, potato would make a better battery than a human. And an advanced AI 
is also going to be familiar enough with chemistry if they're harvesting humans for battery purposes to know that there are way better sure. ways to generate energy that sure. don't sure. have consciousness. But that's the thing with sci-fi. That's the thing with sci-fi concepts like that. It's 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 science alike. You know, sure. it's science lookalikes. So yeah, you're right. There are it doesn't it's not like oh the law the conservation of energy or something like that. It isn't that isn't the smartest thing to do. Fair. Um, but I think that it's better than just saying, okay, there's this thing called hyperspace and it's magic and you just go fast in it. <laughs> you know, they're at least putting in the work. This one I I want to pick apart a little bit of like the stranger's assumptions about the experiment. Kill him. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, B, I want to I want to know why they're doing that and why they think that that will lead. Like, so what are they trying to figure oh, out? Oh well, yeah, to, because we so explicitly their civilization is on the brink of just dying out, and they believe they're they're essentially the Borg in some regards. They're a hive mind. They're dying mm -hmm. out. They believe, we don't know whether they're right or not, but their last ditch effort at survival is they discovered humanity and they're like, this race is different than us. They have individuality. Right. We, we think that individuality is the key to our continued survival. So we're going to swap around all their traits every night, like Abe said, to determine nurture from nature and find out what makes individuality. Why do the humans not see themselves as interchangeable when they could be. They're all basically the mm -hmm. same. Why do mm -hmm. they have a soul? They choose to call it, but right. So you're right that there's no explanation as far as why would becoming an individual make you live longer? I don't know, but doing a little work for them, they're a hive mind. Maybe there's some kind of psychic illness that's spreading through their mental linkage and they need to individuate yeah. in order to prevent that play. I think that's more than it's not quite a good battery. But you that's think that's just, more stretching on my part? You mean? I think that's a little bit more stretching than it's not the per. It's you can. There are great arguments of why it's a bad idea for a battery, but it, it technically works. But I think we are nitpicking here at this. It point. also. I think they're both fine films, and you just pick your. Well, the other thing I like about it is that is an interesting. So even from sci-fi, let's take out the sci-fi element, right? Like humans make a battery. That's a serviceable sci-fi pipe or like connector piece. Sure. I think the I think uh, the idea. So for like for example, the character Doctor Schraber is named after a guy who wrote a memoir about going through a bout of schizophrenia, and spoke a lot about fleetingly created people. Like the idea that, uh, which you know people are very familiar with at this point. Like you put on different faces in different environments. You sometimes try to recreate yourself in a particular direction, fleetingly assembled identities, I think he calls it in the book that mm. they reference and they use this doctor as a... So the point is, there's like a very real connection to the idea of something Vonnegut talked about, which is we are who we pretend to be, so we must be careful what we pretend to be. So I just think the idea of what makes humans individuate is more interesting and bears more introspection than I wonder if you could use a human as a battery. He, here's yeah. Here's the reason for me that the battery is bad because dark city is a very soft sci-fi that hand waves everything, but the matrix tries to be hard sci-fi. And when you're hard sci-fi, you have to come up with reasons that make scientific sense. And battery is a bad explanation. 
I don't know what you mean by hard and soft sci-fi. Soft like, sci-fi means we don't un- we don't explain the underlying. Okay, like we can say stuff but I like, mean, like the soul. what do you mean that like the matrix? You were suddenly saying the matrix is going for hard sci-fi. I don't know what you mean. The by matrix that. at several points has Morpheus sit us down and explain the universe in very concrete terms. We don't understand so does, any so does the of the here. Or the architect, or the right. Uh, yeah. Whereas Oracle. in Dark City, we just have they have a machine that controls it all. No, yeah, they have more than that. And he they literally, literally say stuff it. like he says, they control reality through sheer force of will, and they don't try to explain what exactly that means. It's just you accept it. I agree right. that it's soft versus hard. Okay, softer versus harder. Okay, that's fine. Uh, my point, I guess, is that they're, yeah, they're different flavors. We use your dead they're, as vessels. There's, there's, they're different flavors, but like they're not that much different. No, ultimately, no. That's why I well, think they beg comparison. I wouldn't be wasting our time if I didn't right. think they weren't comparable. The Matrix puts the twist up top. This movie attempts to clumsily put the twist at the end. Although I agree that as an adult viewer, it's highly telegraphed. To the point that I wrote down some good ones, like one of the strangers says, small world. And I'm like, oh, I get it, because it's literally a small world. Man, as a kid, I would have thought that was like clever screenwriting. Now I think it's hokey as shit. Yeah. I love that the preferred method of travel within the strangers underground city Mm -hmm. is roller coaster. (laughs) It's like you get in a Hannibal Lecter cage and you get roller coastered around <laughs> yeah it's yeah. awesome anytime somebody i love on. everything about them they're like human skexies from and dark crystal they and are they like click oh they um like- they were specifically modeled i i read a lot of the trivia on this as well uh richard o'brien um plays mr hand the the main primary villain who Poor is mr hand his other <laughs> most famous role is Riff Raff from Rocky Horror Picture Show. And uh, Proyas said specifically that the strangers were modeled after Riff Raff. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Right. I was thinking and that or Pinhead. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, interesting <laughs> thing. But every time anybody goes into a weird underground roller coaster, all I can ever think about is... Uh, the Val Kilmer movie that I just had on the tip of my tongue. Donkey Kong Country. Something genius. Real genius. genius. Yeah. Yeah. Um, With his weird friend, you know? Well, for me, it's Running Man now because we just covered that movie and they have a weird vacuum sled that they send everyone into the game zone with for some reason. Yeah, But you remind me, speaking of The Strangers, that they are also... uh, this movie also has the thing from the village that was much griped about, which is that for some reason they can control reality, but they allow there to be giant water tanks, even though water is fatal to them mm-hmm. for some reason. Mm-hmm. Well, so yeah, it's got problems. I you just can't explain that away with uh, science, humans require probably. water to exist. So they kind of have to begrudgingly accept it. Mm-hmm. See, that's the ex- I read that an explanation online along those lines that I like because I always wondered why they didn't kill the crazy guy, the guy who <laughs> right. Inspector Bumstead season is like, you're aware that everything's in spirals. Why did the strangers not just erase your memory again or murder you or whatever? And uh, I was reading through the trivia and they were like, a common response to this argument is that 
that's an experiment in and of itself. They want to see how people will react to him and what he'll right. do. And he's not really and a threat to them. And I'm like, I'd buy that. I think that the real explanation there is um, he's a holdover from the original script that they fell in love with as an item himself, because uh, I don't know how much you read about the original script, but what I did said that the original ending was going to be... Uh, I'm so bad with keeping names. Our protagonist guy, John. Uh, John Murdoch. John yeah. was going to go on trial, and it was going to be this Alice in Wonderland absolute bonkers scene where even all of his murder victims uh, go ahead and, and witness against him, and it was supposed to mm -hmm. go just totally down the rabbit hole and uh, i think that the the mad detective God. was a holdover from the original script that they never oh there's quite definitely you just made me realize it 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 connects to brazil as well like there's shades of brazil for <laughs> sure for yeah sure. that's that's yeah it's wacky kafka Funny to Kafka. what Brell was saying, like, if you made this highly imaginative, one of the seriously impressive on every uh, aspect of scale, and you decide to make a trial movie, would be like <laughs> the ultimate confidence way. It, it's yeah. just, but at the same time, uh, yeah, that's kind of what Brazil is, though. <laughs> yeah, I didn't read it. Uh, oh, I didn't I, like. Re I, I just read the, movie. the oh, okay. couple of elements that they were like, "This is what the first draft was, and and why it's not what you see on the page." I see. And for the record, life is long enough to watch all these movies. So more than saying which is better, what I'm really suggesting is, if you like The Matrix, I think you yeah. should also watch Existence and Dark City. That would oh, be a agreed. good day, think, man. Matrix, Existence, if, Dark City. That's a good. This is yeah. That's afternoon. the trilogy for uh, like. Mm. I'm maybe like a little bit of Cloud Atlas in there too. I don't I, know. Are you I, not an Existence? Thirteenth uh, no. Floor. Existence is, in my opinion, a really garbage film. That mm, I don't like it. But if you want to feel like you're in the early 2000s and you're well, like yes. contemplating if, what the nature <laughs> of reality is. I'm just talking about movies cool, where it turns man. out reality is fabricated. That's sure. All. Watch watch The I Matrix instead. Yeah, no, watch the Matrix Dark City. See, that's the thing. <laughs> this is total one up. You just made this a one upsmanship episode because you always pick the off brand, but it's like got something that's slightly Would cooler. you call it the off brand? It's the off. It's Safeway Select. It's the Sega Genesis uh, of the Matrix. It's Sega Genesis, yeah. 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 Can we talk for a moment about uh, Sewell's casting as the main character? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Rufus. Yeah, yes. of course. Um, because uh, I mean, I only wanted to note it because he was specifically cast because he was uh, a relative unknown, and Proyas wanted to make certain that the 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 amnesia thing was something that the audience went through as well he didn't have a preconceived uh you know notable character thing from other movies that a normal audience would be familiar with so he was put into this mm. film so that we would likewise have uh, a tabula rasa to be able to to build a character with him through the journey of the film and i thought that was a, a mm -hmm. good choice yeah, I like the idea of uh, unknown for main character or, or your your protagonist for something like that. Uh, definitely the exact opposite of Matrix. Um, I I wasn't really like super. I didn't super know him from many things. Like I saw him perk up. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny because uh, I'm I've 
looked at his you know his work and i'm like yeah i've seen that he's in that i definitely remember his character in that he's always good um i always remember him from uh night's tale <laughs> okay he's he's count adamar that's fair. uh but that's just because i like that movie uh he's in he's in the legend of zorro as another count so i always imagine him as counts because he's played two counts. <laughs> I think that uh, Sewell actually has the same neutral action face that we end up seeing in Keanu Reeves as well. He's a person with... He's got a lot more character to his face. He's got this really uh, Eastern European heavy brow thing going on. But he he's definitely a very neutral actor that I found it very easy to put myself into. Come to think of it, so is Jude Law. So that's interesting. They all use... I mean, I guess you would if you're going to talk about reality being fake. You want a, uh, an everyman cipher mannequin-type mm -hmm. protagonist. But yeah, all right. of them really went that way. What about a uh, jazz singer lady? Jennifer Connelly. Oh, Jennifer Jennifer Connelly, yeah. thank you. I noticed Good. one of the very few changes between studio and director's cut is they throw in a second song for Jennifer Connelly in the director's cut, the star, the, the, uh, the, the night has a thousand eyes. Yes. Not mm -hmm. that good. Mm -hmm. Not a good sequence should have been cut. Uh, but I know why they put it in there. You think so? I wish the song was better. I think is what I wish the song itself was better. Well, yeah. it's because the first one is about like, uh, it's a classic jazz, uh, concept, which is the, like, Hey, I, Hey stranger, I see you over there. Like, like <laughs> let's go fall in love, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and this one is more of like a soulful goodbye because she's about to be like because we're going to learn that she's going like she's going to be reprogrammed. Well, that they later. were never. Yeah, they and that, their no, love everyone's was reprogrammed. Not real. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like we're all coming, we're all going. Like, there's no real like who people are so it's like showing that duality is nice and, and again it, in two songs, it clunkily foreshadows that we're in space the night right yeah, it's, but like, it's, it's also, just one okay, of those a little too you... on the nose songs because it's a, a, about the nighttime and being constantly surveilled in a city of perpetual nighttime <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, I love that it also oh, one of my favorite is the 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 conversation in the attic question mark uh, with William Hurt and uh, and John Murdoch where they're talking about like, when's the last time you've seen the sun? Mm -hmm. I'm starting yeah. to think that the sun doesn't exist. <laughs> it's just one of those moments. <laughs> oh, where really? I, like, I love that scene. <laughs> I even it is a good scene. No, I'll say scene. The, the, the scene that actually gets me the most emotional is... Uh, you say they brought us here from where? I'm sorry, I don't remember. None of us remember that. Like the actual idea of the right. death of, I find very compelling of Earth, of like, they are not even aware, they have no memories of what the real, of what real Earth is like. That's so profoundly upsetting to me. Yes. I really that, dig I it. I think he nailed the horror there, that, but step back half a second here in the, the attic interrogation scene where they have this shared moment of thinking, that, questioning reality, and then the movie in its taking the mallet over our fucking heads mode again decides to close that scene on John literally levitating a book levitating in front of the detective so that there's no question at all that they're on the same page at this point. Yeah, right. And he shoots. I, I mean, it's dumb that he shoots magic out of his forehead. Yeah. Let's be honest. No, 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 no. I just think it would be really funny if William heard at the end of that conversation before they cut would have said, 
Well, you start with that, <laughs> you know. Like you, yeah, you buried the. If lead. you want me to question re- what reality is, you're yeah, psychic. Do that trick, oh. psychic float shit. Yeah. Okay. Also, uh, now I'm thinking that there's probably invisible th- things around that you somehow can con- control. It also uh, falls into the pitfall of if you view it from the villain's point of view, the plan kind of doesn't make sense at some points. Like uh, right. they go, uh, this guy is is magic or the next step of human evolution he's the key that we've been looking for he has magic powers we got to capture him what should we do well he doesn't have any memories but we have this syringe full of unrelated (laughs) memories that were meant to turn him into a psychic psycho killer let's inject one of our people with that what happened? He became a psycho killer. That's interesting. I wonder how he could have foreseen this. Like, right. their plan is kind of nonsensical. Right. Uh, Here's one thing, because I don't want to pick it apart without... Also, oh, I do. I feel know. like we're in that part. We're in I that do, phase. Well, I feel like we've been oh, in that I'm, part the whole time. I'm so ready to give my I take on this, I do want to say too. one thing. I want to say that there's one thing I think it's much better at, which is the character of like the Morpheus character, like the doctor. Dr. Schrader Um, rules. (laughs) He kind of rules because they also, from a plot standpoint, develop him way more. Um, Like in a way, he's kind of the protagonist. It's kind of weird. Like he's Judas. uh, Yeah. Yeah, he is, but he's also the one who actually makes a choice as opposed to being the special boy. And I would argue that it's heavily implied, maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like Schraber, for all we know, Schraber helped or like is part of the, I don't know. I don't buy that he's like the next step of human evolution. That hand wave feels broad to me. So I was wondering if Schraber did anything to like help guide him toward this destiny in the first place. Cause Schraber's the only one with actual human agency who doesn't get their memory reset over and over. He betrays the, or he bites the hand that feeds in, yeah. you know, and well, he is representative of ooh, the thematic arc I, of what the strangers are trying have, to find, which is he, that is a moment where he declares individualism and the rebellious aspects of humanity more than anything else in the movie. I, you I have say, such bro? a different take on, on Dr. Schraber um, because of hit me with it. Right. Um, so the film uh, direct influences from uh, German expressionism, Metropolis, etc. Schraber as the mad scientist who is tinkering with humanity to me speaks very strongly of the German scientists from World War II, which this movie is mm-hmm. forcing you to think about because of all of the parallels in German filmmaking that visual. are happening. And just the visual and like format. So he's like a mangala? I well, no, because he I, ultimately is looking for forgiveness and he he's feels, humanitarian. Right. Yeah. Exactly. He, he did the wrong thing. He's a German scientist that was forced into the role and did a lot of evil, mm. but feels the need to ultimately make up for what he did. And I feel that in one way you can read this movie as as Nazi apologia through that lens. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, technically, uh, that, yeah. Which you people can do make all that the, argument. People do all the time by accident. Like I'm sure they would mm. say, "Oh, well, we didn't mean that," and you'd be right. like, "I'm sure you didn't." But yeah, <laughs> you can make that argument. But like, 
uh, and that's something that maybe we should ask Royce about. Uh, I'm just looking at the text and it, you know, it just says, here's a guy who's not a Nazi doctor, but I think it could have been one of those situations, but he's an alien. You're right, doctor. I am. Well, I could, it could have been one of those situations where like he wanted that visual aspect right. very much in there. And he, wanted I think that, this is you know, him like accidentally using a lot element. of German influences so. and having an evil doctor and not Which recognizing sucks. that that's going to bring because that thought forward. every lesson this movie says. And if you look at the filmographies of the people involved, all of their lessons are not, you know, like, right. Yeah. But those Nazis, right. Had some points, <laughs> you know, like, well, okay. No, they're all about like, well, it's all about like empathy as a, you know, well, as opposed to suffering. The text, and stuff like that. the text here is saying eugenics is bad, except when you get it right. Ultimately, everybody that, yeah. benefits because then you create right. a superhuman who sets everything right again. Right. <laughs> yes, that's it, just like a. Well, it's like if you. I mean, he's Harry Potter. It's all he's Luke Skywalker. It's all that stuff. If a eugenics program created the X Men, would it be justified then? <laughs> right. I I don't know. I don't know that the movie's actively that's, trying to take a stance your on movie, that. That's kid. Yeah, I, I as as unfortunate as everything that it's saying seems to be saying, I don't think they were trying to interact with those thoughts. No, I yeah. think it's more about statements like, are we anything without other than the sum of our memories or the other line that I hits the same point? The only place home exists is in your head. You know, it's that classic. It really gets at the core of what a fabricated reality movie should be about, right. which is. What is perception and how does perception create your identity? Is your identity just the sum of your perceptions? Would you be a murderer if they swapped all your memories? Uh, it's simple but powerful. It still gets me. It's like it, it's like contemplating infinity. It will never not be a mind fuck to be like, if I had a completely different set of circumstances and my genetics were different and I was raised mm -hmm. differently, I would be completely different. It's just weird to think about. So, it's trippy. The twist... The twist actually got me when I was a kid, as I've elucidated oh, I'm several sure it times. got me when I was a kid, too. <laughs> but uh, the my main gripe with the movie now as an adult is how thoroughly they broadcast the twist. I actually wish it wasn't as broadcast. I wish it was more subtle. So I just want to rip on some lines that I call symbolism 101. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so keep in mind... Dark, the whole theme is spirals and spiraling. Dark City is a spiral you can't escape because it goes round and round. Mm -hmm. um, there's the line, round and round and round she goes. <laughs> Where she stops, oh, nobody knows. Nobody so, knows. like invoking the themes of spirals, but also we don't know where this is going to end up. Um, when the twist is revealed... The line, the screenwriter... I know that you could say this. It just bothers me. The screenwriter chose to write... The twist happens. The next line out of a character's mouth is, now you know the truth. <laughs> That's just as, that is as cliche as you can get. It's like, this right. was the twist. Do you see? Uh, just bothers me. <laughs> um, the fact that they try to make a meal out of the shot where Bumstead is chasing John down the stairs. And if you notice, 
the stairs are a spiral and the camera also spirals mm. in the same direction mm. of the stair spiral. Lord. It's a bunch of spirals. I'm losing my mind right now. <laughs> um, well, I might be out. Uh, I've got one. Oh, uh, okay, go for early, it. Early, <laughs> early in the movie when they show the marquee on the, the movie house, uh, the current playing is evil and then coming soon is book of dreams which is one of his other shorts book of dreams, but it also it. alludes to right now we're in the bad place but this movie is definitely going to end with a happy ending yeah. yep he does I find just, shell beach i just like the idea because what does book of dreams sound like well it definitely sounds like an introspective like if i went to a movie in this world and it was called book of dreams i'd be like okay this is some like sounds like the majestic shit. or something. is that shit. the movies yeah. that these people are going to are like reality bending movies it's just kind of funny to me oh uh, you wonder if they go and see existence at the movie yeah, exactly. theater in dark like, city pretty good <laughs> anyway i'm gonna go fall asleep for 45 minutes <laughs> and wake uh, up as someone else and that's wake oh, up as someone else. i also i understand it breaks reality like it's not even hand wavy it just doesn't make sense and it's not how it would work but i like yeah. the fairy tale fable imagery of the strangers manually fabricating that's artifacts yeah it's, I actually thought it really was cool. Dope. It's just a compelling image. Yeah, even I, even like middle-aged man Abe still thinks that's that's pretty dope. Uh, mine, when they're like, are, we like, need four journals and three passports and yeah, five. Dolls. I have one. It's not like rapid fire. Like, uh, <laughs> it's more of questions. I just had more questions. Like that. Like reveal some silliness about mm -hmm. like the assumptions which you can do with almost any movie but it's just very funny in this one. Oh wait it's sorry like, last line and i'm done ripping oh yes yeah. mr book this is after he injects john murdoch's memories into his own head oh yes mr book i have john murdoch in, in mind, mind. That was the only one that really took me out. That one, that yeah, one kills. It was me. way too much pun for this tone. Yeah, but Abe, now Holy you do rapid fuck. fire questions. Go for it. Well, all right. So at the end, did he make a son, or were they just keeping them away from the sun I wondered by flying the? If they were facing away from the nearest. Because star. why did it need it, to it be? It shows dark. the disc literally tilting towards a sun, so I assume that they had it tilted away. So yeah, why did they do that? Then the strangers, it would always be daytime where the strangers live underneath. Well, no, except they're enclosed, so they're in darkness too. They, so they think we what, like darkness. Well, like that's just a weird thing to be like. I'm gonna make an experiment. I'm gonna no, make they, it as close as I can. <laughs> they they mention uh, once or twice <laughs> in a hand wave that they're uncomfortable in the sunlight. Right. So yeah, well, you can. <laughs> I just feel like aren't they protected by riding around in a corpse? I they when yeah. when at the very very end when be. he creates beach with hand in the door behind him the sunlight hits him and he recoils like a vampire and he goes yeah <sighs> yeah it's true yeah like a so Ferengi I guess it's like it's because it's up <laughs> yeah. where where a rom stands at uh, <laughs> no it's like uh, 
I guess maybe it's because they're connected to like the optic nerve or something yeah. like that. I don't know. I think you're you're going too hard sci-fi now. They, it's just, they don't like the sun because the sun. This is an allegory of the cave story, and they went a little too literal. You could also say, mm -hmm. obviously, the poster has uh, John Murdoch in Christ T pose in front of a clock, right? This is obviously a Christ Hell allegory, yeah. uh, and in the Hell triptych, yeah. he's taking, in the beginning, there was darkness, and then he created light uh, in, in the very end of this story. That's... Uh, yeah. In the beginning, it was dark. Then came the strangers. Then it's where you sit on your hand until it goes numb, and you. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. What else? The um, the fucking with the. Okay, so the strangers are talking about. They they think they need to form this experiment, and this is how they're going to figure it out. Why do they think that him being like being proof of. Like at first, when he shows that he's got the psionic powers, why does making why does being able why, to tune make him a cure for whatever's wrong with them? It doesn't. Yeah, yeah there's they, no connection. That just There's makes a lot him of more it, yeah. like them. It, I it's hard for me to even think of how direction. those things would be connected. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand how they're. That would just be evolution expressing itself. They're very the confident they when make. they're and like. And then they go, okay, yeah, let's double down on this guy then. I love it's that like, they're gosh. like, they're even like, you can flush all the other rats essentially. The special boy rat is yeah. here. We can take his DNA and we'll be good. And I'm like, how do you like, know what? that? Yeah, it's so confident. Isn't he the exact opposite of what you want? Like, I guess he is an individual, but he's no more or less different than. Like, what is your assumption for operating this way? The strangers are very yeah, weird. Yeah, oh, they're very but unknowable and stupid. Yeah. Maybe their race is dying out because they make dumb, bad decisions. Do you ever think of that? Like, if, if that's sense. Right. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, they're like, yes, travel by roller coaster. Their race Maybe is dying out because they're like, uh, our son's about to go supernova. Let's run an experiment with humans in a city where it's always night. And they're like, how are those connected? I don't know. It's just what I we're doing. Like, we're not good well, at this. Well, what are you going to do? You want to go yeah. outside or something? I hate the sun. I hate you water. You got to die. You got to die. You suck. <laughs> you got any more rapid yeah, fire you, questions? If you could uh, control the machines to make reality whatever you wanted, what would you guys do? Oh, couldn't you just make whatever's killing you not be? They control reality. I don't understand. <laughs> couldn't they just make there be more of themselves or whatever the problem well, is? They don't. Why, why is it when they he, control? It seems well, to be inanimate yeah. reality. They control matter. Right. I'll I'll give them best. that. They can't control the people or <laughs> like the parts that they don't understand inside of those people, but they can make books and buildings mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, yet they have to make books with their hands. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I, <laughs> you remember when the um when John at the end was like bursts out of his, you know, restraints and he has that psionic mind battle with the the leader of the of the strangers. Which was, where the where all the other strangers go? They got blasted away, and many of them, in, in the camera, they made certain to show that they just kind of floated upwards. Yeah, they, they just floated away. Very obvious wire work. Yeah. They just sort of rotate, they just floated up away and around. But like, so did they all die? Is that how? <laughs> yeah. Is that what I'm saying? Blasted them into space, dude. All it took was just like 
Oh wow! It took one wow, yeah, all, and that was blah, that. and they're all like, "No!" Yep, <laughs> all it took. Also, for some reason, it's them. just an he throws a knife at him instead of. I thought that was weak. I mean, it was all symbolic, and I love that. It's yeah. just you know, it's just questions I have. Speaking of rapid fire, I thought this was interesting trivia. One of the shortest average shot lengths of any feature film at one point eight seconds. Really. A cut every 1.8 seconds on average in this movie. That's really fast. That's real fast. I noticed fast. some you, of the quick dialogue editing, but I didn't. I noticed it, but it doesn't like seem. I guess there like, are a lot of seem, chases in this scene. It doesn't seem forced or anything, really. No. No, it didn't. It, it followed oh. really well. The only thing I noticed cinemato- cinematographically. Um, I love that yes, word. Uh, is uh, when uh, the doctor, uh, when the detective ends up uh, interviewing the doctor in their very rushed sequence where he insists he doesn't know anything, uh, they're standing outside of uh, the doctor's hospital area, whatever it is, and they break the rule of 180 for one reason or another. Like, they're doing a bunch of talking, and they're going back and forth, shoulder-shoulder, 45s, and then they zoom around to inside the building looking out on them, and then they come back to the normal Mm. shoulders. Yeah, I do remember that. I think think that that was uh, Price kind of leading us to his eventual betrayal against sure. the strangers like saying like he has a different motivation and that you're not you don't I would yet. say also um, the movie very obviously does a lot of things to mess with our own sense of reality Proyas actually said that one of the main reasons he want, he didn't want to shoot on location wanted to do 100% shots or constructed sets is because a lot of the sets actually aren't meeting at 90 degree angles they're all askew just a little bit to fuck so with your to sense of reality. Classic German right. expressionism shit. Um, That's what they did. And you know, forced perspective. I don't know if you guys were listening super closely, but there were multiple times that obvious ADR was used, and I don't think they needed to. I think he did it on purpose. Yeah, it was pretty abrasive. I, yeah. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, I did notice the uh, the dinner scene between the husband and wife. Oh, yeah. Clear ADR. Clear ADR, and then and then it settles mm-hmm. down, and then it like because there's a few more lines where it's clearly not yeah. ADR, or it's some of the best ADR I've ever heard, which I just don't think that that's true. So it was a mix, and I did think about like, well, if you if you had the audio, if you had good audio to begin with, why did you show me ADR before? Right, right. that's a weird choice. So and- that's. In in terms of it happened three or four times that I noticed. Yeah. Okay. I only I think Um, I only noticed that. The discussion between Bumgar, whatever the detective's name is, and Bumstead and uh, Anna in the car when they're talking about his accordion, half of it was ADR, but not the whole conversation. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds like that's intentional. Then, if it's happening multiple times in your movie. It's usually a, a symbol that it's a system. And I think at that point she was still Emma, but I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, whatever her name was. I <laughs> Man. That's what's interesting about Emma, this movie Emma. is you're like, you know, John Murdoch. You're like, that's not even really who he is. I guess everyone is just no one other than Dr. Schraber because they've all been right. changed dozens and of times. And even he's only half of himself. Oh right, he erased. That's a cool concept too. The idea of how rough it would be to for to erase your own memories. Mm-hmm. I like that shot of him all beaten up, doing finally doing it. 
Mm-hmm. And just a needle to the, the brain and is a cool image. Yeah. He is the true protagonist of the movie. I, I would is. agree. It's a Schraber story. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's like if you made The Matrix and you're like, Morpheus is where it's at. Man, I also just love, I did, I, I there are maneuvers that I like in this, of course, because or I wouldn't love it. But uh, I like the idea of a noir sort of hard-boiled detective vibe movie that has the line there is no case there never was <laughs> like that for fuck solving the murder we're gonna take it up a notch the thing that we're gonna reveal makes that move well, i love a detective story where the case is you might have really the liked end. the first script then because right. the other thing <clears throat> that they tell us about the first script is that originally mm-hmm. bumgar uh, name again bumstead, bumstead. there we bumstead. go bumstead was the the You're protagonist trying- <laughs> it was a classic hard-boiled detective story but he was eventually going to encounter more and more clues that were obviously directly tied to everything but were completely contradictory to the point where he eventually is like reality is fucked and this is unsolvable for reasons beyond me and then it goes into the the Kafka case at the end, and yes, so you might have really liked the first version That's of this. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, if it was a more obscure, like hard to access version of this, I pro- my pretentious ass probably would have liked it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, if I hope anything about this episode, it's that it drives this to profitability and. <laughs> that the line shut it down shut it down forever <laughs> down. becomes a meme i can't believe i never see that as a gif on twitter well, we can make shut that it happen. down forever yeah i'm sure we can i searched i just searched for it while we were gabbing and it's not yet I, a gift i search for gifts all the time of exactly what i want and never find what i'm looking for yeah that means you have good obscure taste I, yes Hit us with your okay. uh, if, with so your read. Abe. I think you're gonna hate this and feel like it's a reach, Michael. I feel like this is a hundred percent down your alley. <laughs> okay, so you guys Ooh. think that the core of this film is the "Are we more than the sum of our memories?" Uh, right? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. smack dab in the middle of the movie, the only scene that makes absolutely no sense is uh, that couple, the working class couple who is talking about how he's on the edge of being fired from his job. Oh, wait, it's midnight. Reality changes. They're now in a mansion. He owns the business. Now now and now rich. he talks about literally mm-hmm. firing his own lazy ass from his job. Okay, going back to German expressionism, yeah. Metropolis. This entire film can easily be interpreted as an anti-capitalist all humans are interplaceable oh, machine yeah, yeah, yeah. cogs in the machinery of capitalism there's a ruling class that creates mm-hmm. everything that happens mm-hmm. they make everything that goes on and John Murdoch is the allegory of pulling yourself up by your bootstraps moving through and ascending beyond capitalism and making yourself as your own mm-hmm. man no, I, I okay. like this. I like it's this great. a lot. I love it Because it, me- it gets to the heart of like the manipulation that they're doing. Because like the Plato's cave thing is one is one philosophical concept. But the fact that it's an experiment means that they're 
and they ruin their own experiment right. all the time. It's like the least good right. experiment and of culture, all time. Society and capitalist systems it. are often referred to as an experiment, yes. right? The great right. experiment. But it's just like from a scientific point of view, this is a bad experiment. They're constantly fucking with right. it. Right. And like they, mm. there's no so scientific method. Your involved. version of the movie where you talk about are we more than the sum of our memories? He's the only character that is. The rest of humanity are literally only the sum of their memories because when Emma comes back as Anna, she then is no longer who she was and he seeks to recreate their original meeting so that he can have the same romance that he had with her in the first place because oh, she's a completely he's... different person. And you're saying in your read, he is now the ruling class programming her to the outcome he desires. Even though you're, I'm pretty sure you're supposed to think it's romantic that he wants to quote, win her love from scratch all over again. That's romantic. But if you look at it through a slightly different lens, it's actually very cynically, the power dynamics are fucked. He's God. The text of this film (laughs) is humanity are completely worthless automatons and he happens to be one special person that isn't. The text of this film that becomes is completely the, that against becomes what race, it's trying yeah. to communicate. You cracked it. <laughs> That's what crack does. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I 100% the movie's the like, opposite. It's not even a reach. It's like pretty okay. clearly I like it. Uh, I feel set up that way, I, I think. I, I really like it. I... Here's my favorite I feel like part I made my movie this. fathers we'll really in proud in this we'll Leave this in or we It's won't. not a dark city. It's a light <laughs> town. Let's be honest. Okay, so your read was that I was going to hate it, and it was right up Swim's Alley. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Here's the funny thing. I So I went that way. Meanwhile, I just want everyone to know that while we're recording this on Discord, uh, Michael Swaim is sending us Kieran Odo Deep Space Nine, like, love portraits <laughs> so like i think it's important that everyone knows <laughs> that like he was like not tapped out while alabro oh doing no that. i heard everything i could i could say it back yeah, i heard also read. were enjoying some rom art some art and rom i also want deep, people deep to know i did find the gif of mr <laughs> book saying shut it down forever so nice. it's out there for oh, you good. But, yeah. uh, oh, good. if that, you look at this though the scene of that couple in their room makes absolutely no sense it's completely superfluous unless you say that it is a statement of the thesis of the film yeah no well um, it is i think it's dumber than that i think <laughs> it's their excuse to show the process of how the freezing and unfreezing works because they felt like we haven't actually shown it. We haven't shown they freeze time. They change the memories. They wake up. The people are different. What if the dummies in the audience can't piece it together? We need a sequence where we take a couple from beginning to end, changing the thing, changing the memories. But I agree with you that it totally comes off as, why would the scene be here if it wasn't speaking to the theme? Yeah. It can't oh, just be expository, but I think it is just expository <clears throat> personally. I, yeah, I think it is expository and I think it's necessary. I actually do think it's necessary. I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything else in the movie well, that really- You don't think the 20 times than, that like, they use a syringe to show somebody being reprogrammed and built- Or his monologue where um, he goes, every night they freeze well, it and they change or memories. Or buildings growing out of in the fact, ground and of them having a literal matrix yes, running the across the rooftops while that, buildings grow up out of nowhere to run onto. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Yeah, Abe, it's and us here's two why. against you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, here's the thing. That is all the same to me, and you're right about that, because that's all show. That's not showing. That's just telling. That's literal ex, ex, uh, exposition. Sure. Uh, exposition. But here's the thing. They are actually showing us what it would be like to be one of those okay. people in that moment. That is a much more dramatic scene. It's the best scene of all of that. All of that effort in the I, movie. I, I so, disagree. I think the best scene of that is when he runs into uh, the guy at the newsstand who used to be the guy at the front of the hotel. I was about to bring that up. One. That's a great scene, and it's a lot more subtle, in my opinion. It's a, and it's also, it comes out of, like, it's in terms of when you're trying to write a, a minimalist screenplay or you're trying to combine, like, terms. Uh, it takes from the plot already established. No in time the movie. off mm-hmm. for good behavior. But there is something about fire, firing oneself that is very oh, that's cool yeah, yeah that's true that if you became uh, rich you'd immediately turn on your and i think class. it and i think it speaks more to your point they wouldn't have included it or felt it necessary to even write it unless they wanted to hit it from a different angle <laughs> same stuff sending alien <laughs> photos to our thread he's literally doing this as yeah. i'm talking uh no i think it's a i think it's a great point i here's the other thing i think that uh a lot of people say things have to be like movies have to are trying to say one thing or another. They say many mm-hmm. things, right? They can say like, yeah, if you uh, interpret it that way, that that yeah. isn't the read as much as a right. read. That's totally no. Valid. Look, I mean, pro- like, I think is, that that's a fine there's a difference between things. any read is valid. The question is, uh, was the read intentionally encoded by the right. artist? Yes. Is a different yes. question. Uh, That's a different question. You're allowed like, to decode whatever you was want. Yeah. To t- well, and, yeah. and There's movies that are completely saying this is the read, but I think that there's many, many more movies that are saying there's multiple reads. We wanted to talk about the systems of coercion and, and power. we don't have all the and answers. Of so some of it's vague. Yeah. Proyas specifically has said he went, he set out to make a film that did not have a definitive read so that people could find things. And given that this movie is essentially yeah. a, a journey from darkness to light, uh, another one that I think is probably really popular uh, is uh the battle against depression and the control of your own mind. Mm-hmm. Mm. That happens a lot with movies that, uh, I don't know, from a screenwriting perspective, it's written top down. Like you think of one like consolidated truth about the universe or something like some simplistic mm-hmm. uh, adage about like, yeah, things tend to be that way. My experience in life is this is how it kind of operates. Not a specific thing like this one time this happened to me and then it happened again and then it happened again. It's more of just like, oh, yeah, that's that feels wise because like every time that can be applied to many situations, that kind of soundbite wisdom. If you kind of strive for that top down methodology, when you write your screenplay, then you can you can always attach yourself to that one unique thought at the beginning and any digression you make, if you want to talk about this or you want to interpret that way, uh, people can just do that work for you. That's just something I've noticed about those types of movies as opposed to like, well, this is clearly uh, trying to talk about race or trying to talk about, you know, capitalism or not. This movie is definitely not trying to talk about race. I don't, except for, the the guy when uh, the guy at the front desk becomes a black man, I don't think there's a single person of color in this film. Yeah, I think there's one person of color in this. Film. I really liked Uncle Uncle Carl. 
Carl? Was it Carl? Carl H. Yes, it's Carl H. Because I just remember the briefcase had KH on it. Okay. But Good old Uncle Carl. Yeah. Uncle Carl. <laughs> your, your Mr. Hand is lovely. Yes. Um, but <laughs> Uncle Carl being this like white antibody, like he, the uh, main character shows up there and Uncle Carl's like, hey, just just hang out. Chill. It's okay. We People are coming to help. It's it's We're going to help <laughs> you. And then he just rushes out and has a big fight. And it's. I don't know. It, it in this kind of a story, I, I feel like that sort of a role is absolutely necessary at some point of the journey. S- somebody who says surrender who's to the fully system inundated. and, and right, let the, the system society, do yeah. what it's supposed to do, I think is important to a, a reality is falling apart story. Like, hey man, no, yeah. it's all good. Just give up. Just give yeah. in. Yeah, the pod the, person uh, if, is a Perhaps uh, you know the the seeds the the poppy field seed in Wizard of Oz the uh, the caterpillar seed the Lotus in, Eaters in Alice in the Odyssey. Okay. Boom! Yeah. There we go. God, we're smart. We are and well read. Wow! <laughs> Get in here, Abe. Give what? us an example. I don't of know. Giving books? up. We did Plato's in the ca- Plato in the cave. We did the Lotus Eaters. What's something else smart? Just name a smart thing. Yeah, yeah. Men- <laughs> mention Satan Tango or some shit. Is that what you meant? Men- wait, mention the thing that you just mentioned, <laughs> or some shit. Look, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> shit. Yeah. What? What a good podcast. <laughs> it was fun. It lived up to all my expectations for one it of was, my favorite films. It was films. very good podcast. Yeah. I, I I'm gonna I'm starting this trend in podcasts where we talk about how we think the nope, podcast. No, nope. that means it's time to go. <laughs> wow. But Albrell, thank you again for joining us, my yeah, friend. Absolutely, always a pleasure to I'm catch gonna, up. I'm gonna milk my semi fame for as much as it's worth on your podcasts. Please do. Hell yeah. Where That's can all we ever do. People That's all everyone does. find you spouting off. Uh, they can find me spouting off most frequently on Twitter. Uh, my name is spelled A-L-E-B-R-E-L-L-E. Uh, but uh, I am most famous uh, for my Twitch musings. Twitch.tv slash Alibrell. Um, I've been having some, some depressions lately. Uh, Michael and I talked about that quite a bit on uh, My Tales from the Pit two pits ago, I do believe, maybe three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was right before uh, Ramirez uh, talking about uh, divorce and everything. So if you like sad things, go listen to that. Depressives, always welcome here. Yeah. Talk about a dark city. It's uh, it's like Dante's Inferno, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, God, so well read, the <laughs> oh, references. God, <laughs> It's a bit like um, the Bible. Ooh. Have you heard of it? Wow. Oh, wow. Where to go? Uh, yeah, and we got a, uh, we just opened a merch store, which we promised we'd mention oh. a few times. So I'm mentioning it again. Head on over to tpublic.com slash user slash small beans store if you want to uh, support us further. All that money's getting set aside to help finance our indie feature so do you have rights for the bean dragon picture is that going to go on any of the merch the bean dragon picture which i cannot with words elucidate the awesomeness of is up as of today as of this recording you can buy a shirt of it or a cup i might actually have to spend twenty dollars on that that's amazing get a bean dragon something yeah Yeah, the uh, michael vincent Bramley is a treasure what's his What's his Twitter handle? MVB something? MV Bramley. MV Bramley. B-R-A-M-L-E-Y. 
go check out his art. There was some other thing to plug, but that's it. And I have a call in two minutes. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. Well, thanks for that information. Thank you. Keep sending me uh, photos of uh, art from Deep Space Nine. Will do. (laughs) This has been a small beans endeavor. We're a bunch of pals who make podcasts, sketches, music, web series, and movies. The beans always have new ideas percolating, so make sure to check us out at patreon.com slash smallbeans. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash smallbeans, where you can browse all of our current and past content, see what we've got planned in the future, and learn how your support can help the small beans grow into huge giant monster beans. If you enjoyed this content module, please like, rate, subscribe, or tell a friend about us. We love you!